What's up, what's up, everybody? This is the Takeover Podcast Show. Coming from Bond Temps. Bond Tops. What, what is this place? It's Bond Tump. Golly, I've been coming in all this time. <laughs> Still can't pronounce it. Bond Tomps. Uh, it's spelled B-O-N-T-E-M-P-S. Coffee shop down on live man, right across from El Dorado. It's the bomb.com. You better come get your son. Oh, Southern pecan roast. Oh yeah, man, down here at the coffee shop, man. I'm sipping on a little bit of this red moscato. This is a pretty nice place here, man. Yeah, man, it's one of the best spots in the city. I see. It's got a little urban, modern feel to it, you know. Don't even feel like you're part of Shreveport right now. Matter of fact, over Mitch over there, one of the owners. Yes, of the owner, you know. So man, you know, we down here. We decided to change the scenery up. So we're gonna do a li- little live recording down here. We got the the jazz music in the background. So if you hear some music, that's what it is. But if y'all ain't figured out by now, the guest star for the night is none other than recording artist Ricky Land. One more time. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? You know, we had to bring it back, man. Because he had the highest rated show on the takeover. So we had to do a part two with my boy. Yes, I appreciate the world, man. I'm proud of what you're doing. I'm humble. I'm excited about what's to come for you and us in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So before we get too far into it, man, let me um, shout out my affiliates. You know, the um, Vent Podcast Show. My homeboy BJ running things over there. Y'all go check him out. The Vent Podcast Show. Put your own game podcast show. That's my boys up there in Dallas. Go check them out. K Ham Radio. The Renata Soul Show. Six o'clock on Sundays, man. Go check her out. So, man. um, Red tape coming. Oh, yeah. The red (laughs) tape. The mixtape dropping on the night, Capo yes, LB, Billy Broadway, and the rest of them boys, man. Y'all be ready to grab that mixtape when it drop on the night. You heard me? Yeah, yeah. I just I just had to get my boy to come over here. Mitch, Mitchell on his way. He was talking to somebody, so we gotta plug the owner in here, man. Oh yeah, we getting it plugged in. Uh-oh. Oh, that's all right. Come back in a few. So, Ricky Latt, let's go ahead and ask you. First of all, I'm going to ask you about your team, the Cowboys. What you thinking, man? What you thinking? We're going all the way, boy. Hey, let me tell you something. Y'all better hope we don't win the Super Bowl. Because I'm going to break the end of the day. I'm going live that night, all night. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, going live all night, man. I hope I hope we pull it off. We deserve it. We, it's been a long time coming. I think this is the team to do it right here, man. The time is now. You know, uh, we got some contenders. I'm, I ain't gonna lie. I'm scared of New York right now. I'm scared of uh, scared of New York and the boys. Uh, uh, Green Bay. Green Bay. Wait, hold hold, 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 hold your thoughts. Hold your thoughts. The owner's here. You got the owner, uh, Mitch, up in this thing. You know, <laughs> Mitch, talk to him, baby. Man, what's going on? What's the going takeover, on, bro? Takeover podcast. The takeover podcast. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Takeover. I am Marcus Mitchell. They call me Mitch, and we're at Bontons Coffee Bar going live right now. So uh, I'm here sitting here with my dude, Ricky Lat. Yeah, yeah. My dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> and um, we're gonna rock it. 
That's Pale. That, Pale, superstar Pale, 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 superstar. It's on the fly too, y'all. He just came. I just came through. I'm still in uniform, Oh, that's all right. You still putting in work. But let me ask you one question before you take off, man. You got a nice place here, man. This is this is really nice. I like the the jazz in the background and everything. So, what inspired you to? Get into the business, you know. I tell you, um, born and raised in Shreveport, I grew up in Cedar Grove, graduated from Woodlawn. Okay. Um, but I always had a dream for entrepreneurship. I always wanted to get into business. Okay. I like to make the distinction between a businessman and an entrepreneur. In my opinion, oh, go ahead. a businessman is a person who owns a business. You might be passionate about something. Let's say you're passionate about suits. You open up a business that sells suits and tailor suits. Right. And that's pretty much what you do for the rest of your life. You're passionate about that particular business. Well, the entrepreneur, in my mind, is someone who's passionate about the business. Okay. So if you look at a market and you see where there's a need for any type of business, even something that you might not be passionate about, and you open it because you're passionate about business and you understand market analysis or whatnot. So that's what I did here. I am passionate about coffee, but I wasn't passionate about it when I started the business. I okay. noticed a need for it within this particular area of downtown. I noticed that we were lacking in the arts community when it came to uh, venues that have provided uh, avenues for artists to promote themselves and to perform. So I took those two things, merged them together. I lived in Germany for a couple of times, a couple of years. So I took the European concept of a coffee bar and married that against my favorite city in Louisiana, New Orleans, the jazz bar. So I took a jazz bar and a coffee bar concept, merged them together, and. That's how we get this place here. Oh man, that, that was the all name. right. You gotta pronounce the name. You gotta we, pronounce the name. Yeah, we butchered yeah, it, it up at the beginning. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't make you know now. But man, don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. Some people call it Von Temps. Some people call it Buns for short. That's our uh, affectionate nickname. So whenever you uh, feel like you might be going wrong, just call it Buns, and nobody will be mad at you. They feel like you're family anyway. Yeah. And Ricky, you know you're family, so you should be calling it Buns from the get-go. Oh, really? <laughs> but <laughs> the official name of it is Bon Ton Coffee. Ooh, boy, we missed that bon by mouth, bon didn't we? Bon <laughs> Coffee, Bon Ton's a French phrase. means good times. I got that from the... Uh, the unofficial motto of the state of Louisiana, which is Lazy Le Bon Ton Relay, Let the Good Times Roll. Uh, so uh, that's where the name comes from. What's the address? The address 455 Fan Parkway, suite number 700. We're in downtown Shreveport, the Red River District, which is right underneath the Texas Street Bridge. So if you remember where Club Bijou used to be at, you remember where the Old Brother Seafood used to be at, where Wet Willie's Daiquiri Bar, Funny Bone Comedy Club, Nikki's, Fully Stacked Burgers, Fatty R. Buckles Bar, that's where we at. We're in that district right under the bridge, downtown Shreveport. Walk under the bridge, you can't miss us. When you're looking for parking, you can park on Commerce Street up near uh, where the club strip is at, or you can park in El Dorado's Casino's parking garage, catch the elevator to the bottom floor, come out, and we'll be right under the bridge right near you. Oh, and what's going on tonight at Bones? Man, tonight is Friday night. Every Friday night, we do game night. Game night is adults coming out. They drink coffee. We put alcohol in all types of our drinks, drink coffee wine or otherwise and you play games and when I say games we're talking about group participation games like Taboo, Fictionary, uh, Cards Against Humanity, Words with Friends, Scrabble, whatever or you can talk about personal tabletop games with your buddies like Dominoes and Checkers and Connect Four and Monopoly or whatever might have you. It's just a, a different type of fun. Sometimes we don't want to go to clubs, sometimes we just want to go out hang hang out somewhere where we can actually talk to our friends without shouting over the speaker of the music or whatnot. So that's what we provide here on Friday nights. All right, all right, that'll work. 
But man, you know what? I actually got one more question to ask you. Yeah, you, you know, I actually got one more to like ask you, man. Bro. I like questions. You know, I, I see you a policeman. I respect everything y'all do. Man. You I know, that. I know how relations are in the country right now where the people are against the police and tense, then, you know, it's tense. Indeed. So, what, what's your take on it? How can we help bridge the gap that seems that we got going on right That's now between right between the police force and the public. Mm. That's an excellent question, Pete. And uh, my answer to that, I think Shreveport already has the answer. If you look out on um, the city of Shreveport, it's a lot different from other cities. The reason why you haven't had those big issues of police violence and brutality that you've seen across America and other cities, the reason why you don't have that in Shreveport is because of one major reason. It's because the police officers that patrol your neighborhoods are the police officers that grew up in those neighborhoods. Okay. Our police officers went to Fair Park High School. Our police officers went to Woodlawn and Green Oaks and Booker T and Huntington right. and Southwood and whatnot. So it's not it's not foreign for you to know your police officer. It's not foreign for you to know his mom, know where he grew up at, and he knows you just the same, so he looks at you just the same. You are y'all are brothers in a lot of different ways. He just he has a different profession. But he doesn't look down on you. What we see in a lot of uh, places across America, like your Baltimore, your Ferguson, and other places across America, like many in Minnesota, that had uh, instances of police violence. The large majority of the police police officers that work within those communities weren't from those communities. It's uh-huh. completely different mentality when you're a police officer living in, for the sake of comparison, let's say you live in Halton but you commute every day to Moortown to patrol the Moortown neighborhood that you don't know anything about. Okay. Um, when you're policing, you have to be cognizant of another person's culture. You know, uh, African-Americans have a distinct culture. It doesn't make us violent, but there's a certain way that we communicate with each other. There's a certain way that we talk to each other. There's a certain way that we articulate respect from another person, right? Okay. So, if you're able to know how we talk and how we relay our emotions, then you as a police officer, you're better able to deal with us and understand where we're coming from. Sometimes we're loud and when we're when we're irate and we're upset about something, somebody just did something to our kid, that's one of the most vile things you can do to any person of color, right? Yeah, so exactly. So when our emotions get high, our young ladies ain't talking soft. They're not talking softly. But if you're not from our community and you're not familiar with African-American culture within our communities, then you would take that as a threat against you. You'll be too focused on her being loud, which is similar to the incident, uh, the video that we saw where the uh, little kid got choked mm-hmm. and uh, the police officer uh, ends up arresting the mom because she's mad that someone else choked her five-year-old son, right? Right. It's because she got loud and he doesn't know how, he doesn't familiarize himself with her culture and her natural nature so he felt attacked by her being loud and aggressive towards him. She wasn't really aggressive towards him, she was aggressive towards the situation. Right. Right. So I think we already have the answer here in Shreveport, bro. I um, feel like we got the answer and the answer is to make up our police force with people who are from our community, of our community, and who understand our community. So um, until other cities across America start doing that, they will continue to have problems like we're seeing on the TV now. That's a damn good answer. Yeah, that was all right. right. I like questions, man. I study police work. I'm not just a police officer. I study uh, socio politics and socioeconomics, man. So. Um, 
I, I'm going to give you a different perspective than most police officers would give you and most other people would even think about. It's because I don't, I'm not just a police officer just to be a police officer. I right. actually study it and I, uh, I'm concerned with having an impact within our community, positive impact. And I'm concerned with the problems as well. So if you're really about your job and you really want to be good at your job and you really want to be a vessel for positivity within your community, you owe it for your, to yourself and to your community to educate yourself on the subjects and on your profession. You know? So is it more pressure now being a policeman than ever before doing, you know, due to the climate in the country? It's, you more know, just... pressure, it's more pressure for the police officers who have ill intent uh -huh. or the ones who are not completely knowledgeable about the job that they're doing. For me, no, it's not more pressure. I've been doing this job for a long time. I know how to communicate with people. I know that how you talk to people, you got to give respect in order to give respect. And as a police officer anywhere, if you understand that, there is no pressure because those rules don't change or whatnot. And it's also important to note that the people that uh, don't like police or purport to do violence against the police are a very small portion of the community. The community at large still respects the police. Whenever right. I put on this uniform, I'm walking by little kids, they still smile, their parents still let them come up and shake our hands, we still give them toys and stuff like that. That doesn't change. Kids still have a healthy appreciation for, for police officers. It's the ones who are intent on doing bad, or the ones who have been treated bad by the police for a long time, they have a negative perception of police. Right. But in general, that's a small number of people, and most people still uh, appreciate us and care for us. So uh, it's not hard at all to do your job if you're doing your job the right way. Because, of course, all the bad police are the ones that's getting the media coverage. Yeah. But we don't never get any good, you know, coverage on the good police that's doing their everyday job and doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's natural, man. This is America. We're all about sensationalism, man. Good stuff is boring, you know? Right. Uh, if I see someone saving cats all day long, I'm not going to turn on the news. You have to understand that the news and radio and uh, all the media across America, their purpose is to make money. It's all to make money. So they're going to promote and push whatever it is that gets the tuner, uh, gets the audience to tune in so that they can sell commercial breaks, all right? Right. So if I'm trying to sell you something and I know that blood, guts, glory, and black versus white violence is keeps your attention, then that's what I'm going to promote. So if you get all your information from the media, then you're already being conditioned by, your mind is being conditioned to think one thing when it's not really true. It's heavily skewed towards that perspective so that they can sell you advertisements. They're not just giving you that information just to give it to you. They're giving it to you because they want to sell a Super Bowl commercial. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I mean, the media is going to promote the bad stuff, but you have to expect that. And being that we know that the media is going to promote the bad stuff over the good stuff, then we have to be smart enough to separate ourselves from that and not be influenced by it. Go search for your own news. Look at world news instead of looking at just American news. You know, if you go um, BBC News, uh, which is a um, very... Uh, moderate um, world news organization and some other alternative news look at them and get a better view of the world as opposed to just looking at the news within your community because they're going to tell you what they want you to see and they're going to show you tell you what they want you to hear and show you what they want you to see wow, wow. a lot of knowledge there man yeah. that is heavy you, you got a, you got some for him, Rick Lane? go ahead man I'm sure man what you got Rick? in other in other news who your squad in football?
My squad, man. I'm a Louisiana diehard. This Saints all day, Saints. every day. Okay. Alpha Cowboy fan. Oh, man. Alpha Cowboy oh. fan. Well, this show is about to be on. They're going to kick me out after this. They're going to kick me out after this. He was doing but, so good. You, you were doing hey, so well, man. Hey, guys. Y'all already know it's uh, Cowboys versus Saints up in these parts. It's just like Gremlin versus Southern. Man. It's mm. all love. It's, um, you know, divided families, man. So we can be close friends and homeboys. And we can rib each other all day yeah. long because Ricky got bad judgment and P got bad judgment. Oh, my goodness. Let's be serious. Oh, my God. And just as I got this, just because we're on this podcast right now, I want to let y'all know that it's, it's blasphemous. It is disgusting. It is vile for Drew Brees to not be a Pro Bowl selection after this man. I, I agree. I totally agree. I'm with you. I can't, I can't argue I'm that. It's hard to argue that. that there's any quarterback better than Drew Brees in the NFL right now. And this man cannot. Better than Drew Brees, I might can argue that. <laughs> I might can argue that. No, I say it's hard to argue. Even oh. if you go with Tom Brady's. Uh, all you can really uh, I'm talking about individual accomplishments okay or whatever if you go and talk about Super Bowl rings that's a team accomplishment that's not an individual accomplishment you put Tom Brady's numbers Peyton Manning's numbers any quarterback in the league right now numbers against Drew Brees they don't match up by far Drew Brees only three quarterbacks in the history of the NFL have thrown for over 5,000 yards passing with a 70% completion rate only three and the other two only did it one time Drew Brees did it five Five. He has. That's it. And I, I would give him that. But then, you know, to take into account, the game has changed, too. This is a totally different passing league. Not taking nothing away from Drew Brees. It ain't taking nothing away from him. But still, even though the game has changed, nobody else is doing but it. But that's He's true, too. He's still the only man doing it, even though the game's but changed. With, so. the, with the Saints defense, the way they play, he got to throw with exactly. 5,000 yards to keep him in the game. But when they were winning the Super Bowl, he was still throwing But he was still doing the same thing. He almost threw oh, He's my fancy quarterback yeah. almost every year, so <laughs> I ain't, ain't going to complain. I mean, I got I all his players in fantasy. I got uh, Michael Thomas, who I'm going to hold. I'm in the keeper league, so I get to keep two of my players from this year and roll them up to next year. I'm going to hold on to Michael Thomas, the rookie uh, wide receiver for the Saints. I really feel like that boy going to be a dog next year. Yeah, um, he, he all right. You're right. I'm going to hold on to Brandon Cooks as well because that boy's fast and he got sure hands. And they just got to uh, do some better uh, offensive packages to get him open a little bit more. But, yeah, man, I'm a Saints fan. I, I, to be honest, when I was a kid, I grew up a Cowboys fan just because I ain't know any better. But it wasn't really until I um, I went to uh, went to the military, man. When I got to the military at 17, okay. 17 years old. What branch? Army, man. That's the only branch. Everybody else just pretended. Oh, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> this show ain't going to make it, man. I'm aggressive about my music, man. Oh, Lord, this show ain't going to make it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Army, uh, went to the Army, and when you go to the military, you got to rep your hometown all day long. Everybody's from different places, different parts of the world, man. So that's when I really got into repping everything Louisiana hard. Yeah. And that's when I realized, like, um, I'm a Cowboy fan at that time. I was loosely, I wasn't even into, uh, I was a basketball fan. I really wasn't even into sports. But I was like, yeah, I rep the Cowboys uh, just because uh, Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith was my favorite player at that time. Uh, so I was like, I rep the Cowboys. But then I realized I pay taxes. And I pay taxes in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. So how am I going to be a Cowboy fan if my tax dollars support the Saints? Well, I mean, half of Louisiana's Cowboy fans. Yeah, I know. Half, so, so half of Louisiana is Cowboys fans, but they taxes paying for the Saints. Oh, man. So y'all supporting yeah, the Saints yeah. like a mofo. So I appreciate you Cowboy fans <laughs> for supporting my team. 
Thank you for putting money into our new stadium. Oh, man, Thank you for sending your hard-earned tax dollars down to uh, New Orleans. And uh, giving us the Saints, putting the state police there to protect us. You know, thank you. Thank you, Cowboy oh, fans. Got, hey, I, I, I tell you right now, we're going to have to switch gears because this sports <laughs> thing is just not I, working. I, I, I appreciate Cowboy. <laughs> thank you, guys. You got to support the Saints uh, like with your money. Ooh, with your Saints, money. We got a Saints fan that just tuned in live. She born and raised. Malika, what's up, man? Malika, shouts out to you, baby girl. Saints fans, who that nation all day, yesterday, <laughs> and tomorrow, we do this. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. We're about to move on now. I'm going to have about enough out of this. <laughs> All right. Since I just I, got comfortable. They're trying to kick me no, out no, of no, here. No, 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 no. I just got comfortable. Oh, we're going to kick you out. Oh, no, we're going to kick you out. You know, I was listening to his music, and then it was making me think of uh, of hip-hop. So, right now, you know, this is a question for both of y'all. What do y'all think the the state of hip-hop is in right now. I mean, you know. Ooh, Ricky, take the lead on me. Yeah, yeah, but you being a hip-hop artist, yeah, Ricky, that, or uh, being an artist, I ain't just going to limit you to hip-hop. It, man, it, it just, it's, it's simple, man. It's, it's simple. I believe that the, the good, the good MCs, the, the uh, great MCs don't get the same, uh, it's not being pushed by the media. You know, um, right now you got a lot of mumble rappers going on, and I'm not, I'm not hating it or anything, but, you know, uh, I'm just not. I'm just not feeling the state right now. I'm not feeling what's what's going on with media. So it's up to us to push to uh, push ourselves to social media outlets, whatever. Go do shows, whatever it takes. So, mm-hmm. I I agree uh, wholeheartedly. I feel like. Um, it's a time right now where we have to decide what we want as a people to uh, our hip hop to represent. Because a long time ago, when hip hop first started, whatever we controlled it, we owned it, we pushed out the messages, we did everything that was in hip hop. They made money off of it, but it was still our content. But recently, media controls hip hop. Yes. All your uh, all aspects of hip hop, hip hop, everything that's on the radio, everything that's on the videos, everything that's on BET. BET is owned by Viacom. It's not black. It's called Black Entertainment Television, but it ain't owned by black folks. It's owned by um, Viacom. It's owned by the um, same company that owns MTV. So um, when now hip hop is a tool, I feel my personal belief is that hip hop now. Mainstream hip-hop is a tool of the oppressor. I feel like it has uh, negative messages strong throughout it, and they promote those messages. They have our kids singing these messages or whatever, and it begins to affect the subconscious mind or whatnot. So, yeah, I feel like there's a really good hip-hop out there, but you got to go search for it. So I think it's up to us nowadays to have platforms, to create social media platforms and our own independent websites or whatnot that promote the type of music that we want and we help to support them and uh, push those out because if you only listen to radio hip-hop don't talk to me about hip-hop oh yeah yeah exactly and then um even speaking of that Rick Lett, man, what kind of upcoming projects you got coming, oh, man? What, what you got coming? Wear forth and shooting a video right here. Right here. Uh, it's, it's the Vaughn. Wait, 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 wait. You said video. Yeah, Vaughn. Can I, can I get a cameo? Yeah. Oh, Come on, man. I don't work hard, man. Wear Come that on. trench coat, because we dressing like more than the time. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to be clean. And hey, then, so y'all heard that takeover. Gotta, I got my first it. video cameo on February the 4th. Oh, really? It's an ascot. You know, we. we, we we taking a break from all these skinny things and you know, hey, all this other stuff. I ain't knocking it, but I'm just saying. I'm knocking it, man. I'm not putting on. We about to be playing. We classy, baby. We classy over here. Talk good, talk. Yeah, I don't want to wait. So what that was? I don't want to 
best dressed day to be in the cast. What do you say? Hey, you know I'm talking about my best my uh, best dressed day to be yeah, in the cast. Yeah, my boy. Hey, we we're hard on the plane, so. February 4th, shoot started early that morning. My boy Huey Rawls, uh, so nervous films. Matter of fact, he got a shout out to Huey. He got a feature film, Dana Story, that's premiering in Dallas, Texas. If y'all can in Dallas, check it out. Find me on Facebook, Ricky Lack, him, Huey Rawls. And uh, his, he's going to be premiering, at, like I said, in the Dallas theater there. So y'all check him out. Shout out to Huey. And man, to that point, man, uh, Ricky. When I first ran into him, man, just the content of his music and the way he was delivering it, uh, that's what attracted me to him, is that this man got some real grown-up music, man. It's hip-hop through and through all day long, but it's soul in a vibe of its own, man. Oh, yeah. When you put soul and hip-hop together, this yes. man, man, this dude is, um, I don't know, he's a better version of a CeeLo Green, man. Yeah, come on. What I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man. Oh. I'm telling you, my boy is an artist, man, all through and through. Don't just call this man no rapper. This man is an artist. That's, an artist. And, that's what I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's and I, I love that about him. And, uh, man, I can't wait, bro. I think man, you got big things coming for you, man. It's on. This is our year, Your song, Thank You, which is one of my favorite songs that I play all the time, which we're going to feature at the end of the show. Yes. Um, what, what was the ins- inspiration behind that song? Man, I heard... Uh, instrumental from my boy Kevin and oh my goodness man uh, basically I was just using my creative niche on that uh, thank you just basically talks about me growing up and uh, uh, my inspiration on hip hop and my influences and um, that's pretty much it man you know I, I talk about how Granny and her music influenced me and Mom and Pop's music influenced me you know, and uh, how being in the band, all of it just played a part of, of me being who I am as a musician. So, man, uh, thank you. That's my track, too. One of my favorite tracks. Oh, I got my yeah. own boy. Well, I've been recording at uh, more studios. Uh, Dude. Dude is on the track. Kadera uh, Patterson. Uh, shout out to Dude. Um, he on the second verse, rocking it. You can find it on iTunes. Just type in Ricky Lack. Uh, the track is called Thank You. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Oh, yeah. You know, man, I was thinking, is it me or, you know, local artists versus established artists, signed artists? If a local artist gives you, like, a CD, like, here, listen to my song, people will find every reason not to like it, going into the negative concept, versus if established artists walk up and gave you a CD, they'll find every reason to like the CD. It, it seems like it's that way, man. You know, yeah, in some instances I can see what you're saying on that. Uh, what's up? What's up, Bobby? Man, they got some people tuned in. Wave up. All right, all right, I'm all right. Sorry, man. Run that question back. They done tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> you was on there. I lost track. We are running back. Yeah. Local, yeah. local artists versus an established artist, and probably local artists probably way better than established artists. But if both, like if. Both artists give somebody a CD, like, here, listen yeah. to this, listen to this. Well, it's like the local artist, the person will find every reason not to like the CD versus the established artist give it to them, they find every reason to like it, you well, know? I mean, it, it just going to vary from person to person. Some people might feel the competition. Some people just got hate in their blood and not going to support it. So it just depends really on the individual on that on that question. So, yeah. uh, for me, I, I mean, I... 
shoot, I'm slept on. I feel like I'm slept on. So I, I love it. I love to hear other artists, you know, and uh, especially when you get somebody like, wow, you know, like, oh no, you ain't slept on. You, you know, what you call? You hibernated on, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, man. You you see this one guy, you you like, man, I don't know, but you know, you listen to him, like, man, okay, he go, he go. So it just depends on the situation. Yeah, man. Oh, man. And this guy right here, you got to check out his artwork. Bobby Miller, he in D-Town. Matter of okay. fact, he's in the supply. He just links me up with some, uh, some artwork coming from Dallas. Uh, he does abstract art, Canvas Bully. Y'all check oh. out the bully. Bobby, I did see some of their yes, work, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Go, 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 go Happy Founders Day to my bro, Andre Lattimore. What's up, why? Okay, <laughs> got some got some people tuning in. Yeah, yeah. This ain't bad. This yeah, ain't man. bad, either, man. What's up, Bob? Yeah, yeah. So, what do you want the public to know about Ricky Lack? What, what, man, what you want know, everybody to know about I'm you gonna, as an artist? Oh man, uh, as an artist, you just gonna get good, feel good music, you know, and uh, you gonna get soul, you gonna get real, you know. I, I mean, I'm not. I ain't popping pills, and, you know. I can tell you about love and heartbreak. Boy, I know that. You know, that's universal, bro. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody you know, know that. Yeah, and, and this coffee shop, you know, I can tell you about coffee. I can tell you about this, whatever, man. This, this real stuff that relates to me. So. Life music. Yes, yes, life, life music. music. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Just keeping, staying true to yourself, you know. And, and that's I, I'm gonna do that to the day I die. Oh, ready. Yeah. Well, man, we finna get ready to wrap it up. Parting shots. Yeah, yeah. Hey, shout out to everybody that's tuned in. Shout out to Bond. Bond. It's the Bond family. Bonds, you know, uh, shout out to the takeover. Let me All get let me y'all see uh, uh, okay, we, we, we got a turn. Hey, that's hey, P. Man, that's superstar. You okay? Already man. superstar, P. Man. Y'all take over to the takeover oh, podcast show. Catch the, catch the show on the takeover podcast.com. Go man. ahead, man. Get on there. Listen to us. Already. Support. Yes, sir. Long horn up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Long horn up. Yes, sir. Pardon shot? Pardon shot. Say, you guys, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate any time I get to sit down with my home dog, Ricky Lat. I would not uh, wish you um, the best in all your endeavors, Appreciate bro. Uh, you might be slept on right at the moment, bro. Oh, yeah. I see your life, man. I've been seeing it since I met you, and I feel like you got to blow. So uh, keep doing your thing, bro. Uh, also, guys, if you ever get a chance to come down to Bontemps Coffee Bar, we're in uh, downtown Shreveport, 455 Pink Parkway, Street number 700. Holler at us, uh, whatever. Hook you up. We have good times all the way from Wednesday to Saturday. We got live music, live entertainment, game night, for tonight. Whatever might have you, and it's completely free for you. Just come check us out, guys. And um, get back to doing something positive in your community, man. I want to see some dads out there that's uh, doing some... Uh, where are the fellas that, that's uh, running Little League teams in our communities? Where are the baseball uh, uh, teams at? Little League baseball teams, uh, intramural sports or whatever. Let's get back to that. Let's start repairing our community, guys. And, and uh, let's run it, man. We're here. Let's do it. Right. Man, we're gonna have to get this little group together again, this, man. This, right this, this was a good show. We down. I'm down here at Buns Coffee Shop. I'm just gonna leave it at Buns. I ain't gonna even mess it up. You can't go wrong with Buns. So we down here at Buns Coffee Shop, man. About to have a good time. I'm about to get a little bit more of this wine. That's what yeah. I'm about to do. Hey, so, uh, you got man, we appreciate y'all tuning in. But like we always do. We always end up with an unsigned hype, and the unsigned hype is no other than Ricky Lat. We're featuring his hit single, 
thank you. Go check it out. Go on iTunes. Quit being cheap. It's only a dollar twenty nine cent. Go ahead and buy yeah, that. Let me give. I'm gonna sing a little bit of this live hook. Oh, oh, go hey. ahead, go ahead. Lord, have mercy. I show you weak sometimes. Check out how I grind when I feel so unworthy. Need music to ease my mind. Check out how I grind. Mama didn't take no shit. Daddy had to pay me. Daddy taught me how. Hey, hey, y'all gotta hear the rest of it before I do it. You gotta hear the rest of it. You gotta download it. So, hey, that's all I'm gonna give you. With that, we gonna end it on that note. The takeover. We out of here. There it is. Enrique, don't ever forget where you came from, baby. Love you. So the Lord could find me Age 4 didn't know that this feeling that I'm feeling Would have me making rhythms to the world To show just a young soul, young soul. At my mom and daddy house playing bungo In the band hall practicing my drum roll drum But in my case the trombone Being Baker boy dare band to play some Say something, we, we can take it there if you want it boy Bass drum man you dealing with I'm um, in Joyce I know you thought we was Kit Kat yeah. We bar none, little daddy you catch that Just fast Yelling, go Rick, go. go Rick, go. They want a sugar daddy, but they get zero. Get zero. I bet a hundred grand you could be that lifesaver. If you give them sugar babies and you let them scope. Mama Chill. said, be careful who you get your rock and roll to. Or you be pushing baby root down Fifth Avenue. Keep your mind on the Milky Way, whole eight state down and represent where you're from, baby. Fruitwood Mounds. Yes, Fruitwood Mounds. Yes, Fruitwood Mounds. That's how we get down. That's how we get down. Chill. If you don't know, you don't now you know. Now you chill. chill. Low, have mercy. I show get weak sometimes. Check out how I grind when I feel so unworthy. Need music to ease my mind. Check out how I ride. Check out how I ride. My daddy had to pay the rent. My granny did it all for free. My uncle taught me how to be. My mama didn't take no ease. My daddy had to pay the rent. My granny did it all for free. My uncle taught me how to be. The kid inside the lab where Uncle was making them beats. His partners were bobbing their head and I was tapping my feet. Trying to understand the formula, the way that they kicked it. Before I knew it, I was trapped, man. It had me addicted. Seduced by her love spell. This is pure manifestation. The journey of us building our relation. Parted ways for a minute but kept the flow preserved. Sealed inside a ziplock. I walk with a limp. So when I rap, they call the hip-hop. Damn, but take a pause. Tell them what you invested. Tell them what's all involved. Tell them what you've been sacrificing your effort and your cause. Tell them how you've been pumping your heart and soul 
besides the music but labeled underdog. But mama always said there'll be days like this. Mama also said, son, don't you take no. Daddy said, son, you know, you win some, you lose some. But if you put your heart and soul into it, he gon' lose some. Have mercy. I show get weak sometimes. Check out how I grind when I feel so unworthy. Need music to ease my mind. Check out how I ride. My mama didn't take no shit. My daddy had to pay the rent. My granny did it all for green. My uncle taught me how to feel. My mama didn't take no ears. My daddy had to pay the rent. My granny did it all for green. My uncle taught me how to feel. And I thank ya. Thank you. Lord knows I gotta thank you. And I thank you.